Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here today to talk about some international side hustles. So if you uh, are either going on an extended vacation or maybe you're even moving abroad for a short period of time, you might be wondering, how can I make a little extra change on the side? And we're here to talk about and brainstorm some different ideas here for some international side hustles and uh, it will be a fun episode today. So we're looking forward to talk about some international side hustles and uh, hopefully be able to uh, get some of you and also ourselves maybe a little bit of uh, cash flow coming in. That would always be nice. So without further ado, I'm joined by my good buddy and my co-host, Jared. What's going on, Jared? Hi, Chad. Hi, Chad. The irony of talking about you and ourselves and to the, to everyone listening is that the only one listening to this are you and I. So really, this is just us brainstorming back and forth um, ideas. And then later, we can go onto the internet and refer back to it and be like, oh, that's what we were talking about. Okay, okay. Yep. Good to know. Good to know. Uh, yeah. So I'm in... I'm I'm in uh Louisiana right I'm in Louisiana right now. Yeah, so I'm in Baton Rouge right now. I dry drove and um my uh Twitter timeline is just filled with reasons why I've never been more validated in not taking the airplane. First of all, did you hear about the woman breastfeeding the cat on the airplane? Wait, what? Yeah, I can't. There was a woman breastfeeding a cat on an airplane. I'm pretty sure it's real. But I, no I, way. But then I saw a. Um, I'm actually I'm positive it's real. It was a hairless cat too, the most creepy of all cats. Oh, that's na- that is nasty. But then I got a little confused <laughs> because there was a um, there was a video going around online where there was a guy trying to, trying to get a woman to stop breastfeeding a cat, and she was like, "No," and the cat was covered. Oh, you're not listening. I'm I'm checking the breastfeeding. The I, cat. I know. This is crazy. I, I know what you're checking, but I, I I can always I can always see the not listening in your face. So I was just looking to let you finish, and then I was gonna tell you. Go ahead. Did All you right, find continue. it? Continue. Continue. Yep. Continue. Okay. So um, I was confused because then I saw a story about how um, what was the story? Oh, I saw a video. Excuse me, of a guy trying to get a woman to stop breastfeeding a cat and the cat was like wrapped in a blanket and the flight attendant kept trying to get the woman to be like uh, can you like can you show us what's under the blanket and she's like no there's nothing under the blanket then finally she did and it was a cat but it was a like a taxidermied cat with like stick on gluey eyes <laughs> and i couldn't oh, you know those no. like googly eyes and i couldn't tell if that was that's what i was thinking of yeah <laughs> you saw that video no i i didn't see the video but just the when, oh, when yeah, you yeah, said yeah, the cool yeah. like eyes the like joanne fabric's eyes. eyes yeah yeah and i couldn't tell if that was real or not <laughs> that's hilarious that so i honestly to this day eyes. still don't know if that's a joke uh on the woman that was breastfeeding the cat or if that's a different video and that actually did happen uh but the breastfeeding of the cat that did happen I don't know if she actually breastfed it, but she tried. And then there was a dude on on a plane um, a little bit after that that was um, that was wearing a thong as a mask. I, I saw off. that, and he got kicked off the plane. And yeah. I'm like, this is why I don't. This is why I just drove to avoid this. I don't blame you. And how how was the drive, buddy? It was fine. Quite a journey. I, uh, no? it's not really that big of a deal when you split. I guess it up you've and... made it quite a few times by now, haven't you? How many times do you think you've driven, like either from? Michigan or Philly to Louisiana, because both are long tracks. I've never driven from Philadelphia to Louisiana. Okay. I've driven from Michigan to Louisiana twice. Once Okay. in like March, and then once a couple years ago with my dad. It's only twice, but this is the so third time. When, when was the last time you were on a plane? Um, 
been a while. Probably the last time. Well, not the last time. I I don't know. It's been a while. 2019. Oh wow! Yeah, and we're we're approaching 2022, my dude. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, there's been a pandemic. If you haven't noticed, Chad. That that is true. <laughs> I'm one of the I'm one of the last uh, sheeple to be wearing a mask inside, Jared. A lot of these people just give me weird looks sometimes, and it yeah. kind of weirds me out. It's like, it's like, well, you know, what if I was sick? I'm doing you a favor if I'm wearing a mask, like, you yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like that here too. It's even worse here. Oh, I, um, my 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 mom is in the market for for a new car, and we were looking yesterday, and we went uh, to test drive this car, and and the and the guy, and we had our mask on the whole time. It, we were the we went to three different dealerships and test drove cars and stuff. No one had a mask on anywhere except for my mom and I. And then one of the cars we were driving, the guy was like, uh, "Just so you know, I'm I'm vaccinated." And my mom was like, "Oh, that's good to know. We are too." And then she just left. And then we just left our mask on. Yep. And it's like, and it's like, yeah. And it's like my, it's but my, it's like my mom has like a, like a, her mom's like hundred plus. You know, it's like mm-hmm. I, it's like that's not. I don't. I can't. I can't be taking risks with the you fools. Right. Um. Anyway. So yeah. Um. But the trip was fine. You know, it's not even that it's some sort of heroic journey. It would be if you did it all in one day. But when you split it up, like seven and a half to eight hours to Nashville is not that big of a deal. And then eight right. hours to Baton Rouge is not that big of a deal. So it was fine. It was no big it's deal. It's nice to break it up, though, too. You know, get to relax, relax, stretch a little bit. Uh, yeah, did, you, I, did you do anything fun in Nashville? Mm, no. No, I didn't. Just kind of hung out, chilled? Yeah. No, I did not okay. do anything fun in Nashville. Nice. I'm sorry, I don't have any stories for you. Were you looking? <laughs> Nothing. Yes, I was looking for. So I went to this bar, and then there was this fight. You know, yeah. some crazy. Who knows? Um, but yeah, well, it's good to good to see you again, though, buddy. It's been a little while. Um, and uh, yeah, I can't believe that uh, 2022 is right around the corner. Um, you know, we're kind of into the holiday season and the holiday break. You've been off for what, like a three, four days now. Basically, you you had this whole week off, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is which is nice. And now I'm on vacation as well. And I gotta say, man, I am uh, glad that we're getting some time to rest a little bit, relax, hang out. Uh, I'm sure. How how's the weather down in Louisiana? I'm I'm hoping it's warm and sunny for you because it is cold here in Michigan. Yeah, it's pretty great. I when I first got here, it was chilly. It was like in the 40s but that on the first two days but then yesterday it was um it was in like the mid 60s today it's in the 70s to uh, christmas it's supposed to be in the 80s and sunny it's been sunny since i got here too i actually played soccer yesterday and i, I wore the wrong glasses so i was like oh, i'll just go i'll just go glasses um i don't really need them and although now I'm afraid of getting dirt in my eye after that one time, I, I went glasses <laughs> a couple of weeks ago and I got a giant. So I was hyper aware of uh, kicking the ball and getting dirt in my eye. But um, anyway, uh, and I could barely Damn, do dude, it. I should have gotten you some sports glasses for Christmas. Keep those. Keep the dirt out of your eyes. Yeah. Do I need to send you my <laughs> prescription? Because I, <laughs> I don't know yeah, what I'm supposed to do with those. Um, right. um and I could barely, I could barely even play without glasses on because um, the sun was like blasting me in the eye. I, like I was, okay. and, and there was a, a good point at a period where I was like, "Is this normal, or or like is this a bri- byproduct of global warming?" And am I literally being cooked right now? That's how strong. <laughs> and it wasn't even hot. <laughs> it was like in the mid sixties. You can just sun, feel the sun beating down. Yeah, it was yeah. just abrasive. Yeah. And I'm like, this is okay. so weird. I was like, I feel like I'm being 
cooked but but i've never i'm you know i wear glasses 24 7 in their transition so i'm right. generally never outside without some sort of sunglasses on <laughs> so some eye protection so maybe this is just the first time in literally years that i've been outside without sunglasses on right. um but i felt like uh my i my corneas were being cooked <laughs> for a good bit of it and i'm like this is how people go blind this is That's it. when you just have to look <laughs> down at the ground, Jared, while you play soccer and just hope the ball goes into the net. Try yeah. not to raise your eyes up too high. Well, I realized it was hard to juggle. It was a great it was a great mm. practice for juggling because it forced me to you know, sometimes when you juggle you just naturally sort of spin in a circle. It right. sort of forced me to face in one direction if I actually wanted to do it. Because if I kicked the ball higher than like waist height and looked up, I'd like be blinded by the light and lose the ball in the right. in the sun. <laughs> So I'm like, how oh, did this, this guy a... learn how to juggle with his eyes Man. closed? Yeah, well, he went to Louisiana oh. for a week, and <laughs> I wonder if that's possible. I wonder if anyone can do that. Oh, I'm sure there's somebody out there that can do that. Probably. I mean, we know who the greats are. Mm-hmm. I was actually just watching some Yoga Benito yesterday. No one was doing it without with their eyes closed. I bet you Ronaldinho could probably get like ten keepy uppies with his eyes closed. Ten? I, would, I think I would so. say like I would say like four tops. You think so? Okay. Yeah. I wish, yeah, who who knows, but that's, uh, I don't know, man, it's weird because what I've noticed now here in Michigan is like I can get up at eight or nine and although the sun's up, it's like a, like a dreary gray because of, you know, but the weird thing is it's, I like it better when we actually have some snow because then at least like there's, I don't know, it's a, a little bit brighter. Whereas now it's just kind of almost gloomy. It almost, uh takes away the holiday spirit feeling a little bit, you know? Mm. So you're saying the snow brightens it up? It does, yeah. And the thing I love about the snow as well is if you go outside, especially like in the morning or at night, and like the snow's coming down, but you've got like maybe a couple inches of snow on the ground, it's just quiet. And it's because the snow actually, especially if it's more powdery snow, it absorbs sound, Jared. So... uh so that's why, like, if it's really snowy, like, on some nights, it, it just, like, it's a different level of quiet, which is kind of cool. Mm, okay. It's interesting weather facts from Chad. Thank you. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Just what people tuned in today for, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't want it to be but, yeah. in the 30s with or without snow. I'd much rather have a 80s and sunny on Christmas and then be able to right. go outside and play soccer. Well, I have to say, when I was a kid, we used to do Christmas in Florida, Talk about getting cooked, Jared. That's uh, what do they call it? Heaven's oven, right? They do. Because all never, the old people uh, <laughs> who end up going to Florida. <laughs> I heard it's called Heaven's Waiting Room. I've never heard of Heaven's Is, okay. Oven. Okay. Well, maybe that one has some, I don't know, some darker. I, I don't know. How but, is that darker? Uh, um, well, heaven and old people refers to the fact that they're That's dead. True. Either way, they're dying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. True. That's true. I guess either way, it's pretty the dark. The waiting room, at least they're still alive. Heaven's right. oven assumes that they're, they've been killed in heaven. Right. <laughs> or they're being cooked. Yeah, but, cooked yeah. in heaven. At least in exactly. my scenario, they're still alive. I think my scenario is less dark than yours. Right. My scenario, people aren't getting murdered via sun <laughs> <laughs> as long as they're not doing too much tanning and sunbathing yeah i don't um, think old people would do that i think they know better you'd you'd be surprised there man. are some crispy old people out there yeah i was gonna i was gonna say you you walk into some stores down in florida and it's like is that is that skin or are you wearing a leather shirt <laughs> a leather but, shirt but anyways, the whole reason why I bring up Florida and Christmas time is uh, when I was younger, I used to spend, you know, the holidays down there. And it was kind of cool. Like 
seeing it, uh, you know, obviously a fake Christmas tree in the living room, and then you could run outside and it was like 70s and warm and you could go like swimming and stuff. You can get real Christmas trees down there. I think we have, we're, I don't know, I actually don't even know. I haven't gotten close up to our Christmas tree. My parents, I don't know if we have a real one or, or fake one, but we, you can get real Christmas trees down here. Oh, I believe it. Um, But yeah, I, dude, I'm so out of the Christmas spirit. I'm so not interested in Christmas really. I Yesterday, I got here, so, so yesterday was, what day is it today? Yesterday so was Thursday. Wednesday. I got here on Sunday. Uh, so on two, on Wednesday, I was talking, I was in the, in the like, kitchen area, and I'm like, did you, and there's living rooms, like, right over there, just blocked by, like, a wall, and I'm like, did you guys even get a Christmas tree? <laughs> I'd been here for three days, and I didn't even know if we had a Christmas tree. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I don't know, something about this year. I'm not, I'm never in the Christmas spirit, but something about this year really doesn't even feel like it, it's Christmas, which I kind of like. It's actually kind of nice. I don't know about you, Jared, but this year has kind of felt like a blur. Blur. Like it's just like it, it blows my mind the fact I've already said it this episode, but the fact that 2022 is right around the corner. Uh, I you feel like said it's that still 2019. Year. You probably said that last yeah, maybe. year. I feel like, and I feel like you probably said that the year before. Probably. I feel like I feel like every year around this time about 65 percent of the populations or no 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 let's let's be honest 85 percent of the populations like can you believe the year's almost over oh my gosh the year flies by and i think also the older you get the quicker time flies by i agree yeah so i think every year it's gonna feel like it was just yesterday it felt like it was 2019 and then in 10 years you're gonna be like just yesterday it felt like i was 30 now i'm on my deathbed yeah, in this scenario, you're dying at forty. <laughs> oh, let's hope not. I hope not. This is just a hypothetical. You know, we're just making up scenarios. Right, right. Oh my gosh! Just yesterday, I was uh, I don't know, happy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth, Jared? What's like uh, clearly a hypothetical? Right, but uh, yeah. Well, dude, I'm uh, I'm glad though. Like I said, we get this little break and. Uh, what better way to enjoy a break with a couple uh, untranslatables if you uh, happen yeah. to have the time? Said no one ever. <laughs> I did just open my un- my un- and then the drops and then it crashed and then I'm going again and here we go. There we go. It's time for some untranslatables, which are idioms, Id- idioms, proverbs, sayings, axioms that don't always translate on a one-to-one basis into English, and we are your tried and true untranslatable experts to decipher these for your listening pleasure. Will you get us started today, Jared? Sure. Uh, mine are Swiss French. Il n'y a pas le feu à lac. Au lac, excuse me. The lake is not, isn't on fire. Although I think the direct translation would actually be, there is not a fire on the lake. There is not a fire in the lake. So the lake is not, that means the same thing. But I think if you literally translate it, it says, it says, it is not a fire on the lake. Okay. So is that like everything's all good? Like no worries? Yep. No need to panic. Take it easy, as big time Tommy would say. Okay. (laughs) Nice. Take it easy. Okay. Nice. My uh, first Take it easy. You didn't didn't hear me. Big time Tommy would say, take it easy. Take it east. There we go. There okay. We go. <laughs> there we go. Okay, my first Take one for you. Is, <laughs> my first one for you is Norwegian. Det er helt patrinet. It's com- it's completely on the snout, Jared. 
That is completely on the snout. On the nose. So it's like obvious. I mean, that's what a snout. Uh, uh, no, definitely not or something's obvious. Because that's what it would be on the, or not, or you got it right. You got it correct. Right. You got it com- exactly right. On yeah, the that's nose. not what this means. No, uh, it's completely on the snout. Let me. Uh, it's up to you, or it's random. Mm-mm. Now, for example, Jared, if you were like, "Yeah, you know, it was ninety degrees in Louisiana the other day. The sun was beating down, and I played soccer for four hours, dude." I would be like, "Jared, that is completely on the snout." It was ridiculous. That's dumb. Oh, very good, dude. Word for word. Well, totally ridiculous. Very good. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. I could see you doing that though. You just have that love for the game. That would be a nice way to die. <laughs> By play, playing my parents, soccer. <laughs> my parents are like, Jared hasn't been home in like four hours. And then they just show up at the soccer field and I'm just laying on the ground. Flopped there. over. He died doing what he loved the most. <laughs> I'd be okay That's with that right. actually. Worst um, ways to die, for sure. Yeah. I was gonna say it would although it would probably I was gonna say it would probably be a torturous way to die, let's be honest. Uh, another Swiss French one. Je suis décu en bien. En bien. Je suis décu en bien. I am the something uh, ambiance? <laughs> no, I don't know. Bien, bien. Uh, bien, it's bien in Spanish. Oh, good. Yeah, but, but it's weird because it's like I am well... The actual thing is, I or well, I guess is another thing. I am well disappointed, is what it means. Disappointed? I am well disappointed, and not like a British person. Oh, pleasantly surprised. Oh, yeah. How'd you get that? That's pretty good. I don't know, because we've done how many of these episodes, Jared? Because if it's like a British person, that just means I'm super disappointed. I'm well disappointed, mate. Um, Mate. (laughs) Mate, I'm well well disappointed. disappointed. (laughs) It was on YouTube. That's I saw a, me comments, yeah. <laughs> and they said I was stupid. I was, I was reading these uh, Twitter. <laughs> it was uh, like these Twitter things of people trying to be British, and it was hilarious. Just like the way they spelled everything, and they spelled stupid like a, a C-H-E-W-P-I-D. Stupid. You think stupid. I'm stupid? I can't you do think it. I'm but... Oh, stupid. Stupid. Or, you, or YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did do like the tube, <laughs> tube, but it's like not tube, it's tube. Yeah, tube. It's, yeah it's it's weird. It, it's weird, but that's anyways, one of my, my favorite parts of Formula One is just the heavy amounts of British accents that I take in now. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, you've brought on some cool ones to the podcast before. Yeah, too. I do I have untranslatable that. specifically from Formula One now. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty awesome. My uh, last one for you today, Jared, is uh, also Norwegian, and it is. Have you smoked your socks? Have you lost the plot, mate? Yes, dude. Have you gone mad? Have you lost the plot? Are you, are you crazy? You lost your marbles. <laughs> Brof, have you lost the plot? <laughs> Brof, <laughs> Brof you lost you the not plot, the mate. Brightest, the brightest <laughs> candle in the candle box. Oh, man. Yeah, man. I love that one, though. Have you lost? Have you smoked your socks? Yeah, that's definitely how, someone's losing the plot if they're smoking. Right, but how? Like, I wonder. Like, like this one kind of gives me this image of like someone being crazy and accidentally like somehow cooking their socks in the oven or something, and then like, like they're like, I don't know, maybe their like husband or wife comes home, and then mm. they're like, what? What smells? I don't know why they're British again, but they're like, what smells? Have you, uh, have see, you smoked your socks? A lot more literal than that. I thought someone putting socks into a pipe. <laughs> <laughs> 
And you know, pipe. Oh, and lighting and the sock. Them. Okay. And lighting and smoking them like that. Got Either some way, sc- right? Someone's you got some gone skunky crazy. socks. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. This new drug on the streets. Exactly. Oh man. Sweat from a. I don't know from like some specific race. Have you ever had? Sm- have you ever smoked black person sweat? That shit gets you so high, dude. <laughs> That's the new thing on the streets, like licking a toad. Oh man! Like, who fi- how do people figure that out? <laughs> right. That's true. And it, that's a. I don't care how good that drug is. I don't know if you can get me to lick a toad. Right. <laughs> yeah. That. Yeah. That's just kind of. Is that even real, or is that just from Family Guy? I think but... so. I mean, they, okay. well, they, they showed us like a documentary in school about this. Because the first time I heard learned about it was the Family Guy episode where that was the hot drug in 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 the schools. <laughs> I was licking. Well, toads. apparently, as as nasty as this is, apparently. I guess people in like I don't know if it was Australia or New Zealand or where it was, but they would kill these toads, and they would like like cook them or prepare them or something. So like they would basically turn them into like this like powder or something like that. Mm. That's um, not nasty. That's that's less nasty than licking a, a live that's toad. That's true. Or a dead toad. For that matter. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. But you're right though. Who looked at that toad and was like, you know, if I lick that toad, I mean, or someone like tripped and like fell on the toad and like. Ugh. And they're like, oh, my God, I'm seeing a whole bunch of crazy stuff. Right. Oh, um, yeah, I bet you there's a whole bunch of stuff in Australia, like uh, like animal venom. <laughs> That'll oh, get you sure. high. Probably. <laughs> Most of them might kill you after. I bet you got some after, weird but... plants there, too, dude. Oh, yeah, probably. 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 Yeah, you could probably just, I was going to say spend a whole day in the, in, the, in the bush, but you'd probably quickly just die. Drink some eucalyptus <laughs> wine. The first thing you try, I should just kill you. Be like, all right, well, that was a failed experiment. Right. I, I thought this would give me high, and I'm, I'm dead. Right. That Kinda reminds like, me of like uh, the memes where it's like, yeah, you know, if you uh, light yourself on fire while you, you know, go do something, it's the the first and last time you'll do that. It's kind of <laughs> like when you're in Australia. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you can only do it once in your life because uh, that will be the last time you do it. Or am I, are you familiar with the dust videos? Detroit no, Urban Survival that? Training. Oh, I've seen you, some. I've I seen... know you're familiar with it. You just yeah. don't know it's oh, called yeah. dust. But yeah. the black guy that does all the dodge of the bullets and stop the person with the gun. Right. That's what I picture someone trying to find drugs in the woods in Australia or the bush in Australia. They just lick one one random snake and then they're just dead. <laughs> they're like, right. oh, come on. The snake bites them and they take like four steps and just blop. So this is what you got to get high. You got to let the python bite you. And then what you got to do is immediately suck it out. Yeah, maybe this Detroit Urban Survival guy, he needs to go to Australia and he can have a whole new... Australia Urban... Sur- Australian uh, rural Oust. survival, I guess. Oust. <laughs> Ousting yourself from the bush of of Australia. <laughs> right. Australian... Or, I guess it wouldn't be Australian herbal. It wouldn't be herbal. Urban. It'd be rural, I guess, right? Australian yeah. rural survival... Training Australian or rural survival. Arst. Arst. Perfect. Perfect. Arst. <laughs> Arst. <laughs> oh, I may go down to the Arst in the Avo. Yeah. Protect your Arst. Go to Arst. <laughs> Ooh, there you go. There you go. See, Jared, one, one international side hustle you can already do is you could do marketing for a business right there. Yeah, but I don't want to have anything to do with the Australian bush, so. Mm, that's fair. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, what he said, That's Jared. what you're saying, but I'm not, I don't have to actually go there to right. do the. I'm you, just, can, you can be chilling in Sydney on vacation. Yeah, I'll just be a marketing some... consultant. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. Okay. Well, that's the first one. Marketing consultant. That's a mm-hmm. great one. And clearly, I'm great yeah. at, at uh, 
at taglines. You gotta, you just gotta contact the dude at Detroit Urban Survival Training and uh, yeah, contact a couple of blokes down there. I'm sure he's always looking for his next scam. <laughs> you know, this guy also runs. Uh, I mean, he loves an acronym. He also runs a um, like a private security company called Viper. When that's some sort of that's some sort of acronym for something. I can't think of what okay. it is. I have some. I have a couple um, ideas for international side hustles. And these are Perfect. things that eh, I'd probably do all of them actually. Um, bartender. Bartender is, yeah. is yes. One that's of those a great one, dude. Kind of gigs. I don't. I don't know if this is true. But bartender is the kind of gig where you feel like you could just like walk into a bar in a random country and be like, hey, can I work here? And they'll be like, all right, get behind the counter and come here right. every Saturday and we'll give you a gig. Like when we were in Berlin, I feel like at, a, at all the bars we went to, it's probably like 50-50 uh, German versus uh, international person from who knows where. Yeah. Like well, at, yeah, the, well, at, mm-hmm. the, um, at the, the karaoke place. bar we went to. Oh, yeah. I don't think any of those people were... Uh, like authentic, no, authentic, but like native German speakers, right? Um, I, the bar that I know you're talking about, there was that yep. Scottish or British dude that was yep. uh, at the counter, and you kept speaking and like German, an idiot, yeah, like and an I'm idiot. Like, I'm I like, kept speaking dude, German I, with him. I think we could just speak English to him. I think he actually speaks English. <laughs> Oi, laddie, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, no, and, and the funny thing is, the irony is, once he started speaking English, I'm like, you know, can we go back to German? I barely understand. Right. Stand your what do you the well, Scottish mate, you want accent? Point? <laughs> yeah. What? You want another point? <laughs> Bro. Uh, wait, wait, what? Uh anyway, um, so yeah. I think bartender, especially in these sort of touristy areas like Berlin, uh bartender is a great gig. And it seems that like could a be fun. Part time. That could great be way, really fun. Great way to learn the scene, learn the vibe mm-hmm. of an area. Um, so I'd be on board with, with being a bartender. I think that would be cool. I'm not good at it though. I'm not social and I'm not, um, I guess being a bar, I guess I could make the drinks though. How difficult could it be? I'm sure you can learn. Uh, I'll never forget. I befriended a bartender in Prague and she actually had gotten pretty lucrative offers, uh, in Australia to go down there and work as a bartender. So even just like, yeah. So I, I think like if you have those skills or if you can make those connections, I mean, I think the way she had she had just met some people who were Aussies that had came to her bar in Prague and were so impressed oh. with her bartending that they were like, "Oi!" You know, they probably didn't say "Oi." But how does that work know. though? Like, I, I don't even understand because she still has to. It's not like they're gonna like they have like a relocation package, and she'll be able <laughs> to like help her find an apartment. Like, I don't right. understand how that transition would even work for a, for a bar. Like, I understand if you're at, like, a corporate gig, where, but I don't understand what would be the... Unless you just really want to go to Australia. I still I don't understand how that would even work. I think you could make it work. Um, but I mean, you could make anything work. But That's I'm, true. But the point of this episode, though, Jared, is side hustles, and that's more... I mean, bartending is a great, like, side hustle. Uh, I think the key for an international side hustle is it, it's something that, you know, you can... You don't have to necessarily be bound by one specific location, or it's like a job you could get in multiple different places or countries, um, and obviously not have to work. I mean, if you want to work full time, you can. But I think a lot of these, at least that I, I have my own list as well, Jared. And don't worry, it's not some random list on the internet. Uh, this is uh, the well, tried and true Chad's I love side hustle list as well. Lists. They're my favorite. <laughs> I know. But what else do you got on yours? The bartender is a great one. We mentioned marketing. What else? Speaking of marketing, social media influencer. Oh, there get you go. Get yourself some followers, and then you get, 
and then they'll get some products sent to you. You post hashtag ad. This uh, face cream is the best face cream I've ever used before. When I'm in Bali on the sun, this SPF 80 space, face, face cream keeps my face looking uh, kissably smooth and doesn't and prevents any aging. As you approach 30, it's important to concern yourself with these things. That's so, true. Uh, just an example of why I'd be a great social media influencer. Yeah. I could picture you, Jared, on like a beach chair wearing some fancy new Adidas slides mm. and being, you know, an Adidas social media influencer. Mm. You know, yeah. come travel in style and luxury with the new Adidas slides 2.0. 2.0. Oh, dude, I bought some new football boots Yeah, the other oh, day. Oh, nice. And I actually got them sent here. I think they're going to get here tomorrow. Ooh, there you go. Uh, so that's exciting. I tried to go for the uh, – they, they were like 40% off. And, oh, I, nice. and I've always wanted to try um, <clears throat> the laceless kind. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I got some of those coming in. All right. Still let, me, let me know how you like those. I still the laceless ones though. are cool. I consider going a different kind, and I'm like, nah, I'm going to still nope, stay with predators. Nope, you can't. you got to stay true to yourself, Jerry. go with what I know. Uh, yeah, I'll exactly. let you know. That I'm curious to know how they, obviously, how they, like, fit on your feet. It feels more comfortable, but I want to, but, you know, I need to make sure they're tight enough, you know? They still need to right. be tight enough. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but I'm like, oh, 40% off. I'll try them out for that. Anyway, so social media influencer is a good one, mm-hmm. and um, and then you could leverage your travel locations as, um, you know, as part of, like, your what you're selling oh for sure there's there's a lot i think you can do with social media and you know travel international stuff one thing kind of related related to that as well is uh some people out there especially if they're a social media influencer you could also do um even like ads for or like pictures of like fancy resorts or different scenic places uh and get some money that way Casey Which I think Neistat. is pretty cool. <clears throat> I saw a video of, from him years ago, and he got to fly on in one of those like um, I don't know exp- I don't know if it was the UAE airline or Qantas, one of those you know fancy international Emirates airlines. taking a yeah, nap could have been in Emirates. your private uh, thingy. Uh, yeah, but he got essentially got to ride on one of those for free for free, which is like tens of thousands of dollars. And I'm pretty sure he just like flew somewhere and flew back. Um, so yeah, you could do something like that. Do you think you have it in you to be a fine uh, fine to be a social media influencer? Probably not. No. Okay. Good. I, I would have to hire someone to run my social media. You don't even know how to, use to a, take a picture. <laughs> exactly. That's why I would need to <laughs> yeah. hire somebody to manage my social media. But the thing is, to even get to a level where you could hire someone, you'd have to start it on your own. Yep. True. I mean, I know a couple of people who are like kind of you know social media or YouTubers, and uh, do and, you? Uh, yeah, yeah, oh. I know a couple of YouTubers. Uh, one, one's in Germany. <coughs> one of them, believe it or not, is in China. Um, You're not talking then, about Zach P, are you? No, I'm talking about a. Okay. She's actually Chinese. Okay. Um, does like a kind of language channel on YouTube. Uh, met met at like a oh, teaching conference. I guess we both do. We know um, Amarens. Oh, that's true too. Yeah, uh, yeah, she's definitely a social media influencer. I would say. Well, yeah. Um. So so yeah, but yeah, you need a team. Uh, and the one of the social media influencers I know uh, has like three or four cameramen basically follow him everywhere. Oh, that sounds awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. So I w- I wouldn't really want to do that, but I think it would be cool to be able to make a like make uh, 
you know, take like like photography. Like take there are some people out there who also mm. will take pictures and sell them on the internet. And some people even sell like canvas prints and stuff of their pictures. Yeah. You could sell NFTs. Honestly, you don't need to, you oh, probably yeah. don't have to be a good photographer. You could your your no, your you, unique you style. You take a of picture it. and you pixelate it for an NFT. Yeah, your unique style of <laughs> NFT is not even knowing how to use an iPhone camera. There so we go. the fact that nothing is in focus is sort of your artistic uh there motif. We go. My, and they're like, yeah. wow. He's like it's he, my style. And, and people will start saying, Yeah, you know, he purposely started not uh not focusing and really you just don't know how to use the camera, but now everyone's like has all these theories about about your right. f- photo, f- photo f- photography genius. <laughs> you don't even understand, man. <laughs> or or do one that's kinda like all of Eminem selfies where they're like like awkwardly pointed upwards. <laughs> like Eminem is another that. person that seems like he has no idea how to use a uh, take a picture. I can, right. He seems like the kind of person you'd be facetiming and be like, you'd be like, yeah, look at this. He's, like, I'm, I'm looking at your your shoulder. Oh yeah, oh sorry. Yep. Now you can see it. Now, now I'm looking at your toes. <laughs> yeah. Oh for sure. All right. Here's another one for me. Here I have a couple more. I have three more. Um, this one I don't know if I'd be into, but you could do it, and you don't even need a uh, a car. But you do need some. You do need some form of transportation, ideally. Delivery with Grubhub or DoorDash. Yeah, and and the thing is, is there's <clears throat> all sorts of similar equivalent apps all over the world. Sure, so I agree with you with that. Yeah, one. I just named those two. I, you I, could I, even sorry, have like I a put, moped, dude. Exactly. In some That's actually. I That'd think that would fun, be. Maybe. I mean, in Philly, they were delivered on bikes and stuff. But I think the ideal. I mean, they do that everywhere. But I think the ideal for me personally, if I were to have that, would be to have a moped. Car, if you're traveling, most likely a car is going to be too much um, money and um, responsibility. And a bike, I don't want to do that. That's a little too much work. (laughs) Why do I picture you, though, Jared, like in like... You're like Chad. I'm moving to Salzburg. I'm gonna work as a as a you know Grubhub delivery driver, and you're on this dope mountain bike with your Grubhub you know mountain mm. biker gear going around Salzburg. Well, Salzburg's different. Salzburg's not a big enough city, really. I mean, Salzburg is a different. Like I'm thinking of like big cities, right? Or even like like Salzburg's not even a medium sized city, really. It's kind of just like a no, small it's city. Small. It's like a yeah. like a uh, ski town. Mm-hmm. So that would be an interesting one. That one I could probably just walk from the restaurant Berlin. to, How about to the that? resorts. Yeah. Then I'd probably want to go moped. Okay. I think that's a little too big for a bike. I don't want to go bike. I don't want to go bike. That's too much work. Yeah, I won't blame you. I'm a sweater, You're, too. I don't want to just you be would like have, profusely your legs sweating would be gigantic, oh, I'd be I feel ripped, like, after bro. Like, yeah. I would be in great <laughs> shape. Sure. I would be in great shape. <laughs> Keep up with cars. you like two gallons of water, right? <laughs> oh, for sure, dude. You're, like, you're passing cars Someone's in the city driving, like, in and out of them. What the hell? <laughs> I'm going, looking at this. I'm going 35. <laughs> or if you're like in, in like Germany, you're passing the trains or like going the same speed as the trains, and then you turn Waving. off one way. Right. Yeah, this person's passed faster than exactly. public transportation. Well, another another cool one kind of related to the, you know, delivering with DoorDash. I think it'd be kind of fun maybe to be like an Uber or a Lyft driver, especially if you're like in a foreign country. Can you imagine get to drive around maybe some like kind of cool, more scenic places? Um, and, you know, with something like that, you can kind of set your hours as well, you know? So you have a car in the situation? Yeah, obviously you need a vehicle. I think some countries though too, if you have a moped or a scooter, you can uh, have somebody hop on with you. Uh, and you yeah, can, I guess uh, so. Give them a ride somewhere. That sounds like a nightmare. But yeah, I, you probably could do that. Right. I don't trust. I don't trust people on my back like that. 
You never know. I don't think you'd even trust me on your back like that, Jared. <laughs> you wouldn't trust me. I couldn't imagine you getting on a moped you, or, a, or a motorcycle, for that matter. You, you seem like, hmm, you don't like it when I say you're afraid. <laughs> but you seem like you'd be afraid to get on a motorcycle or a moped. Um, <clears throat> not a moped. Motorcycle definitely have a healthy level of fear for those things because they can be powerful. That's true. So what if you're on the same streets that you'd be on a moped as a motorcycle? You still wouldn't want to be on the motorcycle? I mean, if if I, I the problem is I don't know how to drive one. I think a moped. I mean, if you're well, on the back on it, the back of someone. Still, yeah, not a not a fan. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'd much rather be in a car. Sure. No, me too. Me too. Me too. All right. Here's another but, one that I think yeah. is better for mm-hmm. you than me. <clears throat> Busking. Okay. Busking. Oh yes, dude. Yes, that's a that's one that I had on my list as well. Have you ever um, busked before? I have actually uh, in the U.S. a couple of times. I uh, haven't made very much money. Where'd you do it? But, Ann Arbor. Uh, yep. Yep. Okay. Ann Arbor. Actually, Ipsy a couple times as I well. I know you didn't make much money busking in Ipsy. I'm shocked. <laughs> I know, right? Hard to believe. Hard to believe. But yeah, I mean, I remember there were a couple street musicians uh, I saw quite a bit when we were in Vienna, mm-hmm. uh, also in the Czech Republic. Uh, it was funny, whenever I would come back to Prague, there was like this group of like four dudes that would play jazz, but on kind of unorthodox instruments. Yeah. Like one of them had like the, it's like a washboard thing, and he like played drums mm-hmm. or kept rhythm with like a washboard. Um, which is more like an old timey American music thing, actually. Yeah. Uh, or at least I think. But yeah. Yeah. So busking is a cool one, Jared. The only thing with busking is you have to, because I thought about it actually when I was in China, because uh, there was a couple like nice little spots where I think uh, I could have definitely. Busk in um, China? So here's the thing with that China: you need a special permit. <laughs> okay. You need a special permit. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, so I'm glad I didn't busk because you might have. Uh, I think you actually. I might have texted you and been like, "Yeah, Jared, I can't do our podcast because I'm in jail right now for busking." I think there are a number <laughs> of places in the U.S. where people busk where you also need a special permit, but the risk seems a lot higher to be a American in China busking without a permit than being like in Seattle at Pike Place Market busking without a permit i don't the risk seems a lot lower for some reason (laughs) right when you're at home territory i agree with you right yeah i agree with you big time what sort Um, of music would you play to busk what what would be you i assume you weren't by yourself you're with bandmates uh well a couple times i had like a a buddy of mine who was a drummer but believe it or not he would just bring a couple of uh buckets Mm -hmm. from like like lowe's or home depot i believe it and bring some either drumsticks Right. I mean, I come from um, New Orleans. No, I don't come from. I'm close to New Orleans, which is Busk Central, and it's all sorts. It's all sorts of like uh, makeshift bands from you know mm-hmm. drums made like that. They have real brass instruments, but you'll also find like all sorts of um, like people tap dancing with like quarters and shit on their shoes. Right. So yeah, there's all sorts of uh, well, street performance too. Not just like busking. I think <clears throat> is more music focused. Mm-hmm. I guess. But just street performance, right? To like me, you have the people. Yeah. To me, busking is just street performance for money. Yeah. Well, I think the difference is busking, I think, is street performing via like music usually. It has to be music. Where street performing might be more like... Uh, like um, so you can't be one of those have, people that paint themselves silver and doesn't move? That's not busking? I would say that's more... Once again, I would say that's more street performing. But I don't know mm. if there's... like I don't actually know what the definition of busking is. Um, but... 
Either way, the I think that's a fun music one. Music on the street. See, there you uh, go. In, uh, or another public place for voluntary donations. All right, you're right. They specifically say music. Music, yeah. But street performance would be an interesting one. Um, I feel like, Jared, at, at some point when I was in China, enough people had come up to me for pictures that I kind of felt like I could have maybe yeah, you should have started charging. dressed up or something. Yeah, exactly. Just put on some exactly. weird hat and a button. <laughs> Dude, a top hat dressed like Abraham Lincoln or some shit. <laughs> you, you didn't have to go. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you didn't even have to go that far. Just, just like, just uh, slightly wear look a little goofy. You don't have to go full Abraham Lincoln with the suit and everything. Just something that makes or you go stick, Uncle a lot, Sam. stick out a little bit, or look like you know, like Spike Lee at a Knicks game. You know, he always dresses like a cartoon character. Um, True. That would be yeah. You could do that. You could definitely do that. Or Steve Harvey dressed like a supervillain. All right, I have one more that I think I'd probably be better at this than you. Let's be honest, and that's um, sell your body for money. <laughs> that's that, true. That's well, another that's profession that works. That's because you go with a cheaper price, Joe. That's why it'd be easier. <laughs> Very for good, you. Chad. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but at least people are willing to pay my price, unlike you, Chad. <laughs> that, that was a good one <laughs> that one though i mean thankfully jared for you there's lots of places in europe where you could do that legally um yeah but i don't know if you i don't could know just what do the, it i don't know what as the, a tourist like i don't know if i could do it legally i don't know yeah i, I think don't you know have what the, the laws are uh, yeah i don't know i'm not talking about doing this i'm not concerned about legality here i'm just telling you ways to make money i didn't some side I'm hustles not, I'm, not, I'm not your freaking lawyer okay you figure out the legality. <laughs> right. If you're afraid of that's you true. should look into that before. You might not be able to busk either. Uh, right. So, yeah, if you're coming to us for legal advice, you need to really take a hard yeah. look at yourself. That's Luckily, for sure. Luckily, no one's coming to us for anything, <laughs> so that's why I can say things like right. this. Right. But uh, a couple that I have on my, on my list, Jared, and a few of these I thought about a little bit myself, but I also wasn't so sure about the legality, which is why I didn't do it. But... Um, if you are living in a place, especially if you're staying for an extended period of time, like a couple of months, maybe even half a year or a year, uh, you could also, like I stayed in, you, you visited me, Jared, I stayed in that really nice two-bedroom apartment in Komutov. Mm -hmm. I theoretically could have rented a room out, either like on the weekends for Airbnb. Um, yeah, the legality, that you know, definitely so seems that, shady. Right. You, well, I know some, like in Prague, I had a couple Airbnbs I stayed at where they were owned by expats actually i don't know if they were renting them or how it worked but i didn't ask you know it was like 30 bucks a night and i was and it was a comfy but, bed but so i was like i'm cool place. with that well th i think they were renting the place oh you just said oh you said they owned it before i, I meant like they were they were living there and they rented uh, out like one of i the own rooms, it you mean they live there okay yeah yeah sorry yeah okay yeah i didn't know if they actually owned the property themselves mm. but you know that's something that um I don't know. And also, it was funny, Jared, when I was in China, I was talking to a, a colleague at the university, and they had asked me about my apartment, because at first they were like, oh, you're staying at the Han Li Hotel, right? And I'm like, actually, no, I'm staying, you know, closer to West Campus, where, you know, we were like really kind of more out in the middle of nowhere. And uh, he was really surprised, because he was like, oh, I live out by the West uh, Campus as well. And he was like, how much is your rent? And I, and I told him, yeah, I don't, I don't pay anything for rent, <laughs> which he, he kind of gave me a side eye after mm. I told him that maybe I shouldn't have, maybe I should have made up some number. But anyways, he, he asked me, he was like, Hey, well, if you're not paying anything for rent, how about if I live in your other bedroom and I'll pay, I'll pay you specific yeah, amount of money of once face. again. Exactly. No, <laughs> well, right. no, no. 
Also, it, uh, uh, why would he side eye you? It's not like uh, it's like yeah, I don't know. It's not like it's not. I'm I'm stealing it from someone. Don't right. be mad at me that I have a job that where someone pays for my uh my place. You don't have to feel bad for that. Right. But yeah, so that's also, that's another one well, that I you think would is actually interesting. just made up a number. <laughs> and they'd be like, dude, I, I, you're I getting even screwed. <laughs> right? I can't believe you're paying that much for rent. You know what? We need to is figure this out. I'm going to call someone. You should not be getting screwed like this. <laughs> exactly. They're going to end up getting fired. <laughs> well, I did anyways because of the pandemic. But yeah. But, um, so either way. You know. Right. Here's Here's an interesting one, Jared. I think this one... Both of us could do, but I think I would enjoy it more. Um, correct me if I'm wrong here, but uh, being a part-time tour guide. Yeah, probably, probably. I don't, I don't, I don't. Have I guess it in I was kind of to make small talk, mm-hmm. and I think mm. good good tour guides are good at making small talk. That's true. Yeah, you're right. the The other thing is, I feel like I was your and Don's free tour guide when we were in the Czech Republic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you're good. You're good. I could see you doing that. I had a walking tour. I took a, when I went to Toronto. We went on a walking tour, and the guy was he was good. He was good. That was probably one of the I highlights. I remember you saying that. Yeah, he was yeah. good. Didn't you give him like a nice little tip too? If I remember correctly. Sure. Yeah. Let's let's say yes. Like you made up a how much your apartment fake number. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Right, but the the reason also why I thought of tour guide is I actually met. It was funny. I met a guy in Munich years ago. He was probably in his like mid forties, maybe early fifties, and uh, he had heard me speaking English with my parents, and uh, and he heard the Midwestern accent as well. And he's like, "Oh, you're you're American? Are you from?" And I think he asked like, "Are you from like Illinois or something like that?" But we were like, "No, Michigan." But yeah, and uh, and so we were like, "Yeah, what what are you doing in Germany?" And he's he's like, "Well." Kind of partially retired, but I also part-time tour guide. Mm. And it seemed like he was making really good money. He was in Munich. He's American, he um, said? Munich's also... Mm-hmm, okay. Yep. Yeah, and he was doing a part-time tour guide, and he said he's been in Munich for so long now that he even has, like, his own Stammtisch, like a like a, like his own spot at this, like, I don't know if it's... Uh, it's probably a brewery where he brings a lot of his, like, uh, people on the tour guides, mm. uh, on the tours. Yeah. So I think that's kind of a genius idea. Like, if you... Get in with the locals. You get your own table at this nice brewery. You can bring tourists in. Yeah, and obviously, what's more authentic, Jared, than going to Germany and sitting at a brewery with a bunch of Germans? And obviously, it helps the the brewery. You know, it's like I'll definitely be mm-hmm. bringing people in at least you know once a day or once every other day or whatever. Um, right. Yeah. No, that's that's a cool gig. That's a cool gig. That's a good retired gig for sure. If you're into that, it'd be fun. Yeah, because yeah. I think that's yeah. how. My guy was. He was probably like fifties, early sixties, and he'd he'd been work. You know, he had worked in corporate America for most of his life, and uh, was just you know kind of half retired, and just did that. And he was good at it. Nice. I I think that would be a lot of fun. That's definitely something in the cards for me. I think when I'm older, Jared, you would do I'd it. Be, I would be down to be a tour guide. Yeah, you could do it for now. Sure. Have you ever? Why don't you consider trying to figure out a way to That's true. Like, practice now as an Ann Arbor tour guide? I sh- I should yeah or even once I learn learn the ins and outs of even like Detroit yeah um, yeah because you don't actually yeah, have to be true. from here just you just have to learn <laughs> right right exactly <clears throat> yeah and and dude you know who I would draw a lot of inspiration from to be a tour guide is our old uh, Austrian heritage mm-hmm. teacher Frau Schachemeyer. Mm-hmm. She, although she technically wasn't a tour guide, she showed us all over the city and did such a great job been. of doing. She so. could have been. Oh, for sure. I mean, she basically was. I mean, she was yeah. an educational tour guide. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean really? that was her class was essentially just a tour guide, a, we- a weekly tour guide. Dude, by tour far guides. the best class. 
I think other I loved those German classes we took when we studied abroad, but that class when we got to leave the classroom and walk around sure, the city, of course, um, field trips that was never super get old. awesome. There is no age where oh, I don't sure want to go on a, on a class field trip, <laughs> right? I wish they did like work field trips once in a while. That we would do, be cool. we do at my job. Nice, nice. Um, I need to I need to talk to my boss to see if we can do some work field trips as well. Yeah, we get to, um, we get to do a bunch of fun stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, another one, Jared. Uh, so we talked about tour guide. Another one that I got, and this idea actually came from a coworker of mine. I had asked her for some tips of some uh, different places around Michigan um, to visit, especially for like wineries and stuff. But do like a like a tour planner, and you could offer like tour planning packages. Mm. Now, what that means, you know, that can be done in a variety of ways. Either like people can buy them on like a website. Um, or also via social media, I guess, or, or that would be a way to advertise it. But like, can you imagine like how fun it might be to like, you plan like maybe like a winery tour in like Tuscany, Mm -hmm. right? So, you know, like two or three different wineries and it's like, all right, we're going to get, uh, we're going to get, uh, either, you know, some transportation, uh, either hire a driver or, you know, maybe if this is like a tour company, um, you know, they have their own vans and then, you know, you take these people to different wineries and you get to plan out what wineries and stuff like that. Uh, I think a tour planner would be kind of a fun, and that could be a, probably also a full-time job for sure, but also maybe a side hustle type of gig. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. I think that would be a lot of fun. Here's one that I thought of for a little while, Jared, uh, especially when I was in the Czech Republic was translation work. Um, whether that be with, you know, local companies, uh, especially depending on where you are, there could be a demand for, um, it really depends where you're living though. Cause like some places they also have a high enough level of like English, for example, where they don't hire, you know, need to hire a lot of translators. But like, I remember when I was in Asia, it was just so funny, Jared, not only in China, but there were uh, a couple other places too. Um, in Indonesia, I think also Mongolia, it was like funny cause some of the like signs of like, even like store banners, they had like written some slogan or something in english mm-hmm. and then there's like you know like a grammar like a spelling error oh, or yeah, like yeah, it yeah. doesn't make any grammatical sense so you know like even doing like freelance i don't know if that's really so much translating but more like um consulting I wonder there if you it, go jared some consulting i wonder if it's mm-hmm. even worth it for these companies to pay to get someone to fix the grammar maybe not because it's like i don't know i, I don't know yeah but uh, that would be interesting gig it would be, yeah. Another another one I was thinking of as well, Jared, and this one I got offered a lot in the Czech Republic, uh, is a language tutor. Mm-hmm. And that's one where I, I had a friend in Prague, actually, Jared, and they made, they made almost double my monthly salary. All they did was private lessons and tutoring. So, like, I think if you if you can build a reputation for yourself and like get in with some like wealthier clients. It's pretty crazy what you can make as like a private tutor. Sure, yeah, be like the social media influencer of tutors. There, there, like, wow, <laughs> there you go. The best tutor. He's got millions of followers. Everyone wants a chance to for their kids to learn from this guy. Exactly. Now here's here's kind of an unorthodox one, Jared, uh, and this one obviously would require a little bit of upfront costs to do it, but I don't think a, a lot. And this also would depend on the the laws of, of whatever country you're living in. But an interesting one that I found online was working some type of food stand, whether that be smoothies and juices or something, whether that be like if you're in Germany, like I'm thinking like, you know, bratwurst or something like that. Mm. Uh, and what's funny is I was reading this article and there was this family, they had moved, uh, I believe they were immigrants and they moved to the U.S., 
and uh, I forget what suburb uh, they were living in, but they lived in a suburb, and the the parents had bought their kids like uh, basically enough where like they had like a table and they were basically selling hot dogs, and it turns out those kids made uh, just as much money over the summer as their parents' yearly salary <laughs> selling hot dogs. We can't have that. Isn't that we crazy, Jared? <laughs> See, now the parents have to go out and sabotage the hot dogs somehow. Right? No, I'm kidding. That's terrible. Right? See, this is yeah, why I'm not like, a parent. <laughs> do like a do, do a bunch of one star Yelp reviews. Be like, yeah, I ate these hot dogs. It got terrible food poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> like take them, like leave the fridge like cracked at uh, in the, through the night. Oh yes, so they're all moldy in the oh, morning. Man. <laughs> what right? happened to your hot dogs, Timmy? <laughs> put put hot sauce in the ketchup or something. You gotta remember to close the fridge all the way. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so food stand that you know, and like one thing I was also thinking. Imagine this, Jared. Imagine you're like retired, but you want like to do something, you know, part time. What if you opened up like even we talked about being a bartender, open up like a little maybe bar and or just juice stand like on the mm. beach somewhere. You know, I feel like in some countries, the upfront overhead cost probably wouldn't be that high. You may need to get some type of permit or something, but mm. that might be a cool kind of little, you know, just a little do it once or twice a week. Bring in a little little extra pocket money, a little spending money. Sure. Yeah. Just roll your tray up, to your your cart up to the beach and start um, play. Oh, sell some ice cream, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those I don't I'm not a fan of those gigs. I, I'd rather sell something. Because then you're just buying stuff and selling it at a marked up price. I'd rather have right. some sort of some sort of if I were to do that, I'd need to have some sort of recipe of my own that I'd be selling, not just buying stuff and reselling it just personally. Sure. Jared's juice. Yeah. JJ's. It would have some special special ingredients or Jared's something. Jared's juice and the uh, the um No, let's never mind. I'm just not even gonna go there. <laughs> okay, f- fair enough. Well, here's one, Jared, that I would have loved to do when I was living abroad, which is uh, being a cover band. Believe it or not, mm-hmm. dude, cover bands, and especially if you get a couple of like steady bar gigs, you can make pretty good money. I'll never forget, I met this uh, band while I was in China, in Beijing. They were from the Philippines, and it was like a five- or six-person band. They could all sing really, really well, like harmonize and stuff like you this. S- like you these, already said that. These folks were talented. You already said talented. they could sing well when you said they were from the Philippines. You didn't have to... You didn't. Oh, that's that's true. <laughs> that is true. You didn't have um, to repeat it. And, right. And so, so, anyways, like that, I feel like that would be a really fun way to make some money. And the the interesting thing is, cover bands can actually make a really decent chunk of change, because a lot of bars and different events like to hire cover bands because it's mm-hmm. it's music that people are familiar with, right? Like you're not taking as big of a risk than hiring some independent artists where, you know, maybe you've never heard their music or something like that. And so I had a friend in the Czech Republic, uh, Hinek, we called him Hingus Young because he played in an ACDC cover band mm. and he played the role of Angus Young, the lead guitar player. And they went all over the Czech Republic playing in like different like breweries and corporate events. And uh, and uh, Hinek had some crazy stories about like playing in this cover band. And I feel like that would be such a fun Fun way to like make some money, make some crazy memories while you're living abroad. Yeah, meet some cover uh, band groupies. And, right. <laughs> some 40-year-old ladies who are like, like, this reminds me of high school. Great value groupies. It's like the <laughs> <laughs> the no-name brand groupies. The Walmart of groupies. <laughs> yeah. 
For sure. We don't want to get the Nabisco, but we got the great value. Uh, (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Just Uh, for for you. I don't like cover bands. I don't know what it is. My, my, um, I know someone that used to be in a cover band, and I, I don't know why it was just sort of funny to me to watch. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know why. And they mostly did like um, top forty or stuff. But I was okay. like, this is so. It feels corny to me. I don't know why it feels corny to me. Because there's nothing wrong. Well, let with me being ask a you this, band. Jared. Let me ask you this. So, does which which do you think is cornier? Like a band that does like top forties. Or a band that's like we're gonna do, we're we're going to be a Queen cover band or a Beatles Definitely cover the top band. forty. Top forty is because just listening Why? to like I, I don't know it's just like listening to random radio hits mm. is Sweet Caroline. <laughs> yeah, luckily they didn't do that like that. No, but like like from our day, <laughs> for, so from like okay. like I don't know some hot Green Day song, some hot okay. like um like Eminem song, you know, something like that, you know, like still lose yourself. Yeah, something like that. You forgot about Dre, you know, right. Where they're just playing like, like hits from, from, from like millennial hits, kind of those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't really do anything for me. I, 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 I'd be more into like a spe- specific, excuse me, specific bands. It's more interesting right. to me, I guess, but I don't know. I'm not a huge cover band person. I'd rather have a band, play stuff and take the risk and like and i take the risk of like um how are they as a as a band but just personally i, I don't sure. have any problems with cover bands i get it i get why people like it it's just not my thing so now let me ask you this jared if you were abroad would you rather if i was abroad watch a busker i'd say woman or... you can call me woman but sure <laughs> If you were in a different country, okay. Jared, <laughs> uh, if you were in a different country, or if you were a lady, <laughs> yeah. sorry, I've been listening to Bill Burr a lot lately. Um, if you if you were uh, in a different country, Jared, a foreign country, mm-hmm. would you rather uh, like watch a busker or go to a cover band concert? Probably a cover band because I'd be in a bar. Probably I don't. Well, if I'm, a, mm, if I'm watching a busker, I'm just standing in the street. Ooh, a busker though, you could BYOB. Go to one of the corner kiosks and get whatever you want. Yeah, I'm gonna cheap. stick with bar. I, I don't okay. want as much as I enjoy watching someone perform in the street with a brown paper bag surrounded around a forty. I'd rather just sit in a bar, probably. You're not in America, Jared. You don't have to hide oh, your right. alcohol. Right, right, right. Still, I rather just <laughs> sit. I rather have a chair as well and just sit in the bar. Yeah, yeah, that would be. Uh, I think that'd be fun. Yeah, to check out like and. I don't know. With a cover band, you could meet a lot of different people. Uh, I think there's a lot of lot of upside to that one. Um, what are your thoughts on doing? This is kind of an interesting one, but uh, kind of like fl- flipping, basically. So, for example, when you and I were in Austria, Jared, the Nashmarkt, which is a really really cool market in Vienna, in the fourth district, they uh, they have that flea market on Saturdays, right? Mm-hmm. What would your thoughts be going once in a while to the flea market on Saturday, buying some cool stuff, and then trying to resell it either like, well, I don't know if they have Facebook Marketplace in Europe, but using some type of, you know, Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist, probably eBay, whatever. Facebook. Yeah, but when I was in Czech Republic, my Facebook Marketplace like got disabled. Yeah, but that's because it specifies, it thinks you're, it thinks you're in the U.S., and so I, I think I think I think it's because it thinks you should be in the U.S. and you're not. Because I think I had a problem with like that recently. Actually, anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. 
<laughs> I think they do have marketplace though. Um, but I think you have. I think you have to change your Facebook somehow to be like Facebook Czech your Republic location. or something like that. Mm. Like in in your settings. Right, and then I can't read my Facebook with pirate English. Jared, oh, I think I, I think I Facebook. I general. think I did have that issue because I was looking at actually I was looking up something on Facebook. It was like a link, and it and but it was something okay. that someone posted something on Reddit, and it was a Canadian person, and it said you have to change your Facebook to Facebook Canada, and I was like okay, and it took me forever, because then a couple of weeks later, whenever I went to use Marketplace, and it took me forever to figure out how to change it back to the U.S. <laughs> because <laughs> oh, it wouldn't man. show anything anyway so i think i think they do have marketplace there um i mean i understand why people would do that i'm that doesn't have any appeal to me that's also i i need more money than that that's not going to bring in the amount of money i require that's not for my for right. my standard of living flipping knickknacks is not going to cut it that's fair so for you jared what about maybe uh you know you know a lot about cars what about if you moved abroad and uh sold you know flip some nice cars yeah, I mean, I have to have enough money to buy one. Or am I like the guy True. on on Craigslist that started with like a, I don't know, a Pokemon card and ended up with a Porsche or whatever? <laughs> exactly. Started with a paper clip yeah. and you end with a house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, I think buying cars in other countries. I think the U.S. might be one of the easier countries to buy cars in. Probably. Um, so I, no, 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 that's, that's too much. Also, flipping cars is Dude. not a great way to make money. Right. Yeah, it can be a lot of work. But dude, it's crazy. Speaking of uh, like all sorts of different types of cars, um, I'll never forget when I was in Mongolia, they had a bunch of cars that had the steering wheel on the left side like we do in the US, but then a bunch on the right side as well. What side um, do they drive? And in on? Mongolia, you can buy both. Uh, Mongolia, they drive the same side as we do, so on, on the right side. Mm. Yeah. Right? We're on the right side, right? Yeah. I yeah. think so. But yeah, yeah. There seems like there I should know, be some though, dude, standardization th- there. That seems like a disaster. Well, I think so. It's because they get cars from Japan, but also can get cars from uh, from other places. And I think in Japan, don't they drive on the left side of the road? Yeah, yeah. I imagine their supply chain is not great for getting stuff. Right. Um, yeah. Do you have anything else, Chad? Well, well, I do want to ask you, Jared. So we've talked about quite a few different international side hustles. What would be your number one choice if if you either traveled abroad for a long period of time or like maybe even moved abroad? What if you were like, you know what, I wanted to do a side hustle? What would you choose? Sell my body. <laughs> I think I'd be good at it. Okay, you're gonna get the most r- rate of return on that. You yeah, think? it's flexible hours. Um, yeah, that would be my go-to. Okay. All right. I think I'd go with tour guide, maybe, mm. maybe tutor. Also, as I said, I think it would be kind of cool to be like a like a driver for a little while. The good thing about driver's um, hard because then you're mm-hmm. about, oh, or maybe I do something. I could I can consider delivery as well. I, I could get a moped, but mm-hmm. once we start getting into car territory, I'm not interested in the car. Um, okay. If you know, if I'm if I'm traveling somewhere internationally, I'm not really interested in a car. So I would say second would be the delivery because then I'd still have the moped, which I could use for practicality. But I, yeah. if I'm selling my body, I'm sure I could afford a moped. So uh, oh yeah, maybe just after 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 your first weekend but of work, I think, I think the good thing about have a nice moped. I think the good thing about the side <laughs> hustles is you, like you don't have to have one. So like you could easily tutor and right. tour guide. I could sell my body yeah. at night, deliver during the day, vice versa. 
or vice versa, right? You know, depending on what, how I exactly. feel. Exactly. And then once you get uh, enough following while you're working as a gigolo, you can become a social media influencer. That's true. For all the nice upscale hotels you Yeah, use. and see, that's how you grow the business. Then it'll be like the OnlyFans and all that stuff. Just so, yeah. Exactly. That's how you grow the business. Jart, Herr, Herr Blockshoff. Yeah, exactly. I already have the name. I forgot <laughs> about that. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I, I kind of wish, like, in hindsight, though, um, or maybe it's just wishful thinking. I don't know. But like the times when I was living abroad, I think if I really would have put more effort forth, I probably could have had a couple healthy little side hustles there. Oh, dude, you know, it's a funny one is um, and this happens, I think, a lot for people who move, especially to like certain countries in Asia uh, working as a model. Mm. Um, I've seen some like models in Asia where I'm like. You're not even like, like I'm average looking, I would say. And there, I've seen some models in Asia that were like, you know, from abroad. So like white, black, basically, you know, not Asian. Mm. And it's like the only reason why I think they're models is because they're foreigners. I could get on board um, with that. I would do that too. That would be yep. a good one. Yeah. Like I had a German friend actually, like she would get booked to like fly to like Spain and like France and Portugal. And they would obviously all expenses paid. She'd fly in for like a weekend or a couple of days do like a photo shoot for like four or five hours and probably makeup was maybe an hour mm-hmm. um, or two. And then like, I think she would usually net anywhere from like six to like over a thousand euros. And that's just like a couple days over the weekend. Yeah, I love that. That um, and then the validation that, would be sweet. that I'm attractive. Those two things, that's oh, almost sure. worth more than the money. I'd love for people to think I'm attractive. <laughs> <laughs> right? I don't care how much you pay me after that. <laughs> I'm right. getting paid and validation. But this is why we do a podcast, Jared, and not a, not a yearly calendar yeah. of you and I with our shirts off. <laughs> yeah. Also, if I'm, not if yet, I'm trying to least, get paid in validation, this podcast is not cutting it. Mm. Yeah, well, at least there's lots of uh, listeners from different countries. I think that is kind of cool. Listen to our to show podcast? you kind of our international. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Where did yeah. you learn that piece of information? If you look on Podbean, historically speaking. Oh, you just mean since we started doing it. Oh, yeah. I see. Mm-hmm. I see. I gotcha. Yep. Yep. But yeah. Well, Jared, I think this has been a productive discussion about... Uh, international side hustles if uh, you or i move abroad or travel abroad for a long period of time uh we'll know what to do i think uh, and we can go back and re-listen to this episode Mm -hmm. so i appreciate it and it was a good one and uh, if any of you folks out there have any other international side hustles for jared or i let us know at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com check us out on instagram and youtube untranslatable podcast and also slide into those dms on twitter untranslatable one the number one And lastly, please, five-star reviews on iTunes. Let us know how we can make this podcast better for you. So as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Yekuyame, muchas gracias, shisha, and dos vidanias.